Hello, and welcome to another episode of What Happens in This House Stays in This House Strength Over Silence Podcast. I'm your host, Tammy Montgomery Dozier. Thank you guys for listening once again. So this week, uh, you know, I've been doing some reflecting. Sometimes in my life, things happen where I have to sit back. I may get sick or, or, or something happens in, in my life I ha- and I reflect, say, what's going on with me? Why am I feeling this way? So I was listening to a YouTube guy, Terrell Grice. If you guys haven't heard him, excellent. Love him. So motivating. And he has different artists on and they talk about themselves and they do music and they sing. And what got me thinking about all these people on here, they're singing and they're doing these different things and they're living in their purpose. And not up until recently in my life did I start trying to think about like, okay, and what is my purpose and what am I doing? Now, I've always lived my life based on who everybody else said that I was. People told me that I was shy. People told me who I was and they put that into me. And so I often lived my life based on who everybody told me, who they thought that I was. And that's how I lived. So I don't know if you guys have listened to my podcast, but if you haven't, let me just give you a brief summary of who I am. So growing up, I was molested by a family friend. And also uh, in my 20s, I was raped. I had a miscarriage in my 20s. My father and I weren't together. It was a whole big thing. And all these things happened to me based off of all the things that people had done to me. At that time, I didn't know that. I didn't know that these things were holding me back from who it was that I was supposed to be. And so I went through life doing what other people told me that I should do. And I went to school for computer information systems, did programming for five years, hated it. And I said, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to go to school for health healthcare services because I was in t- interested in taking care of people and doing different things. And again, still not my calling, still not those things. I, I was doing those things to make other people happy. So going forward in my life, I went to a play. One of my very good friends, her name is Jackie. I don't know if you heard her podcast, very good, Jacqueline Grover. And I went, she was in a play and I was like, okay, I'm going to go check you out. And I went there and I saw they had background singers. So I decided that, oh, wow. You know, if you guys ever need background singers, just let me know. And every now and then I would ask her like, okay, do you guys just let me know? So finally I got the call to come there and be a background singer. Because again, if you heard me before, I was always going to sing background with Kirk Franklin. You know, he hasn't called me yet, but when he does, y'all will know. Y'all be the first one to know. Just want to sing a doo-wop, nothing major, you know. So anyway, I got that call and I went to the first rehearsal. And it was like, wow, I had never been around these people. And then I met this man and he was in charge. His name was Dr. Wilkins. I was like, it is something really wrong with this man. And he was like, girl, get out of that corner. Because again, I was always told in my life that I was shy and I was quiet. And, you know, I used to try to do solos and stuff like that in church when I was little and they were horrible. You know, when you're in church, people just clap for you because, you know, you're a kid like, oh, that's all right, babies. You know, they love kids, but it was not that great. Well, at least to me. And so when I went there and I started singing background and I started doing these things and 
I had a great time. I got to know these people. But again, he pushed me. After I did a couple of plays singing background, then I finally got my first chance on stage. I think I had like six lines. That was the scaredest I had ever been in my life. I ended up playing Dr. Wolfen's wife for like six lines on there. And then after that, I ended up doing other things. I auditioned to sing Natalie Cole. I got to do a lot of singing Anita Baker. I got to sing. I never thought that I was like this great singer or anything because, again, I was shy, so I never really focused on that gift because something inside me told me that I wasn't good enough. And other people are like, oh, my God, you can sing. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm okay. But I didn't focus on those things. I always told myself that I wasn't good enough. Then after that, a little ways into it, my friend said, well, you know, they have another part of this organization, SPA, Speakers, Publishers, and Authors Associations, where they, you can get up and you can speak. Now, I had tried Toastmasters before. My first speech was horrible. I was shaking and trembling when I first had to get up. To, I, I had to talk about myself, and I guess I didn't know who I was getting up there trying to speak. And it was just the worst speech ever. My mentor at that time, she said, listen, if you get up there shaking and trembling, you better get up there and you better keep going. And so I kept on going, and I got better and I better. I, and fast forward, I ended up joining the organization, Speakers, Publishers, and Authors Association. And I became a speaker, and I would get up and I would speak. And so then, got there, Dr. Wilkins was like, well, he saw something in me that I did not see in myself. He said, well, you know what, I want you to start getting on these calls, and I want you to be vice president. I'm like, what? Getting on these calls to do what? And and. And I would talk with all, you know, I would get on the calls with all the other leaders. I've never been a leader or doing anything because, again, I'm shy. I'm in the background. That's what I love. Just keep me where I'm comfortable. So fast forward again, I ended up, he said, well, okay, in order for you to be in leadership, you have to write a book. Again, not an author. Came here just to sit down because my first speech I did at spa. Oh, no, the first time I went to spa, I was like, you know, I went there. I was like, oh, it's beautiful. It's great. Seeing a lot of African-American people, professionals, because you had like doctors, lawyers, engineers. You had all these people. And I felt like, you know what? I'm not up to their caliber. I'm not who they are. And I, I felt like, oh, my God, how can I be around these people? Because I never been around that, those caliber of people before. And it kind of threw me for a loop. So I ended up becoming vice president. I ended up writing a book. My first book was From Fads to Freedom, False Allegiance to Destructive Stuff, where I talked about myself in a, a little bit, but not in full detail. I talked about my struggles with my weight, with my finances and different things. But that was the journey that I had to take. See, oftentimes in life, you're going through things you don't realize that it's the journey. You don't realize that you are on a path of becoming who it is that you're supposed to be. But you have to take those steps in order to get there. So then after that, they said, okay, one of the ladies in our organization, I was on, there's two sides. There's a spa theater and a spa speakers. And then at the spa theater side, there was a young lady named Dr. Wanda Rogers, and she did a play called Rape of the Heart. And I got to play this girl called Emily, and she was just crazy. I had never like done anything like that before. I didn't think my acting skills were 
all of that. And I ended up winning Actress of the Year. Never in my life did I imagine that I would get on stage acting and people loved what I did. And I was just so convincing that I had people playing crazy. I had people like not wanting to shake my hand after like, no, it's something wrong with you. Never thought in a million years. And so what I started doing, I started thinking to myself, well, you know what, God, I am going to be a student. Whatever it is that you have to teach me, whatever it is that I need to learn, then that is what I'm going to do. And I started taking what I was doing seriously. I I ate and craved and I was at the theater all the time and I was doing speeches and I was training and I was doing all these things and I craved. Then I started to realize that is what purpose looked like. Because before I didn't have that. I didn't know what purpose looked like. But not only did it just stop there, then I started doing other things. Then after she did her play, I did mine. I was listening to a song called, or something happened called If It Don't Fit. I was like, okay, I'm going to do a play. Now, it was called If It Don't Fit. And what it was, was about old and new school families. We talked about the old school families that had the, you know, you sit down, eat together, you pray together, and you do all those things. And they had their problems. And then I had the new school where everybody was sitting at the table texting with the new school music. I showed that there was not really a big difference between the music. You know, we had the old school music like uh, Angie Stone, I Can't Eat, I Can't Sleep. And then we played the the same song with Gladys Knight. I had help and collaborations from other people. I did my first play. And it was a great success. I got a lot of great reviews about that. Going forward again, I had my breakthrough with all the things that I had never dealt with. Although I was going through these things and I was making progress in my life and I was moving into my purpose, there were still still some things that were holding me back because I was taking one step forward and two steps back because I was get out on the front line. I, oh my God, okay, I'm in the front. So I'm like, oops, nope, I'm not ready for that. The people, I, I can't do this. And then, so then I would just shy away from being in the spotlight because I wasn't ready or I didn't think I was worth it being in the front. I had to deal with my past. And sometimes you have to get to the root of the problem in order to move past some certain things. And then I was able to say, you know what? Things began to change. Then my speaking became better. When I sat down and I addressed the abuse, when I sat down and addressed that Tammy knows not perfect, because in my mind or, or other people had this expectation that I was perfect. Other people had these things of who they thought I was. And part of that was my fault because I put that out there because I was living a secret, because I didn't want people to see who I was, because I was wearing a mask. I didn't even see myself, so I know other people could not see me. And once I took that mask off, then other things started to happen and they started to transpire in my life. Then I wrote my next book called Addicted to Pain. The pain stops when the silence ends. And I was able to go out and get different people to come in and talk about mental health. And I was able to share my mental health. But in order for me to move forward, 
I had to get rid of some baggage. And that is what happened a lot of times, too. We have baggage and things that we haven't gotten rid of. Not to say that you can't make it with baggage, because plenty of people do. I'm sure you can see that. However, sometimes you have to take a step back. And if you want to go further, you have to remove some of those things that are keeping you stuck. So are you stuck? What you have to do is become unstuck. So I have this here, and I want you guys to listen, and this is Steve Harvey talking about living in your purpose. Your gift is very simple to know. You don't have to go anywhere to discover it. It's not in the water. It's not on a mountaintop. It ain't hid under a rock. Now, this is how you know you're not living in your gift. If when the alarm clock goes off in the morning and you ain't happy about it, you ain't doing what you want to do. If your job makes you sick to go to, if you're unhappy with waking up to go to where you got to go, it's because you ain't living in your gift. What burns in your heart is important for you to pay attention to because it never goes away. That's why people wake up in a rut. See, you hate waking up because you're waking up and you don't know the reason. You're waking up and you don't have no design in mind. Once you live in your purpose, when you discover your gift, you can't wait to wake up. Please understand, pay very close attention to the thing that makes you happy. All of you are gifted at something. The problem is, you keep wanting your gift to be what somebody else's gift is. Identify your own gift because you already have it. Here's the way you identify your gift. Your gift is the thing that you do the absolute best with the least amount of effort. If you fry chicken better than everybody you know, you ought to be somewhere frying chicken. People make millions of dollars frying chicken. Popeyes, Kentucky Fried Chicken, El Pollo Loco. All they doing is making chicken. They just found a way to do it. Somebody just started making chicken. You know the story of Marie Callender's? Do you know what this woman did, man? She worked for a diner, a greasy spoon diner that was going out of business. It was her only job. She was a single mother. It was her only job. She needed that job, but the diner was going to close. So she went to the owner of the diner and said, let me bake one of my pies. People like my pies and see if I can help you make a little money. He said, whatever, bring it in. He, she bought one pie in. They sold every slice. The next day, the people came in and asked for the pie. She had to go home and make another pie. The next day, so many people asked for the pie, she had to make four pies. Then people started saying, can I buy my own pie? She made so many pies at this store that she eventually saved her money and put a commercial oven in her house. Now all, she done made so many pies, the dude's shop, he ain't selling hamburger no more. All he's selling is them damn pies. That's how Marie Callender got started. Marie Callender now has over 120 restaurants. You can't go to no frozen food section without seeing Marie Callender in there. You know what she started with? A pie. One pie. Your gift will make room for you. Now, what is your gift? It's the thing that you do the absolute best with the least amount of effort. That's your gift. Quit running away from the gift. Your gift will make room for you. Stop trying to be something you ain't gifted at. Maybe you here because you need to hear this here. Maybe you here because you need to dust off your dreams. 
Maybe you need to explore your imagination. Maybe you just need to identify your gift so you can get, so you can quit tripping in your own life trying to figure out what you can do. Some people are born to be teachers, caregivers, nurses, babysitters. Those are gifts, you know what I mean? If you're living in your gift, you're cool. It's just if you ain't. You do anything else, when that alarm clock go off in the morning, you ain't gonna like it. And I would hate to die and never do the thing I was born to do. You should look into that before you mess around and check out of here. I hope you guys got something from that. And what he talked about is that if you're getting up out of bed every morning and you just, and it's hard for you, then you're not living in your purpose. If you're not happy, you are not living. If everything is just like begrudgingly, you're trying to get up and do, you are not living in my, in your purpose. And, and the one thing I can say is that I'm still on my journey. I'm still learning. I'm still finding out who I am. And, and there are some phenomenal things I want. Actually, this year, I won a, a writing contest for one of my projects. Never thought that I was this great writer, but I put myself out there. Even with my podcast, I put myself out there. Sometimes, Living in your purpose is not comfortable. You have to be willing to be uncomfortable to get wherever it is you need to get to. And as you can see this year, 2020, life is not promised to any of us. You know, I I heard a preacher once preach about the dash. You know how when you see on the obituary, they sunrise and sunset. So they were born this year and they died this year, you know, whatever year it is. But what is that dash? What does that mean to you? What are you doing? Are you living in your purpose? Are you trying to live in? Are you trying to find out what it is that you're good at? What What is it that you love to do? I love that uh, Marie Callender story that he told, which was which is excellent. She made it from just baking one pie, and that's all it takes is one step. That's all it takes, and it, it takes for you to believe in yourself. And sometimes when you're on that journey and you're trying to find out what it is that you want to do, God will introduce you to some people in your life to get you on that journey where you need to get to. But you have to be willing to take the help. You have to be willing that sometimes, hey, you cannot do it by yourself. Take that step. Take that journey. Because, again, I I never would have thought that right now that I will be where I am. Because this shy girl... Insecure girl, heavy set girl, girl who did not think that she was beautiful. People told me who I, they thought that I was, and I had to get my own self identity. I had to say who I am and stop worrying about who people said I was. And also, the most important is stop trying to get other people to see your vision because it's not meant for them. Whatever you were created for is your vision and nobody else and nobody else has to see it. If you quit your job and, and, and God forbid, and you say, hey, listen, this is, this is what I feel. This is what I know, what I know. I know the story of Monique. She quit her job at AT&T. She had a child, and, but she knew that she wanted to be a stand-up comedian. I know the story of Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart wanted to be a comedian and he needed to have his rent paid. And every day his mother would say, Kevin, did you read your Bible? And he was like, no, Ma, I didn't get a chance to read it. He's so busy worrying about paying the rent and doing different things. And his mom would say, well, Kevin, did you read your Bible? Went on for several days. Finally, Kevin 
when he got his Bible and when he opened it up, his mom had paid up, like, I think maybe six months to a year of his rent. So sometimes there are people trying to do things for us and, and we're not open to it because we're all we're in our own way. So get out of your own way. Get unstuck because there is a world out there waiting for you. Pandemic or no pandemic, there is something for you to do. There are many people creating different things in this pandemic. Somebody's making money somewhere. They're creating things. They're doing things. I'm noticing all these new type of businesses that are coming out because of this pandemic. There is something out there for you to do. You were created for a purpose. And know that if you are still here, if you still have breath in your body, if you're able to wake up the next morning, you still have that day to get it right. So again, I want to thank you for listening to my podcast. My name is Tammy Montgomery Dozier, and you've been listening to What Happens in This House Stays in This House podcast, Strength Over Silence. If you want to go on my Facebook page, I have a Facebook page, when What Happens in This House Stays in This House podcast. And if you just type it in, Tammy's podcast, T-A-M-M-Y-S podcast, please like and share. I have a website www.connectedbyloveconsulting.net. You can buy my products. You can buy my books, Addicted to Pain, From Fads to Freedom, False Allegiance to Destructive Stuff. I do have an online store coming out for my Spy Kids collection. My book is finished for Spy Kids. And that will be coming out to you shortly where we're going to discussing mental health and mental issues for our children. And it's going to be an activity book for them to to help them to deal with all of these things in the pandemic. I have spa puzzles. I have different things. So, again, thank you guys so much for listening. And remember that we are all connected by love. Have a blessed day.